Dressing well is also how you behave, how you carry yourself, yourself. how you respect others. I mean, to to earn respect, you have to respect others. True. So I think it's all a part of uh, it's a our exterior. You know, mm -hmm. it's a whole package. Mm -hmm. But I personally don't think that if you are wearing a ten thousand dollar jacket mm -hmm. or a thousand dollar jacket, you True. are different. It's just that you have personal ambition mm -hmm. to to express your character, to express who you are, what your taste is. The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sefer Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the Alpha Movement, and people call me the Alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20 plus years of experience and eight figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value, not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an alpha. Welcome back, Alphas, to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks podcast. Today in the studio, I've got a very special alpha or a very special alpha family for you today. Today, I have the honor of hosting a visionary entrepreneur, a super successful businessman, a real alpha, whose journey embodies the essence of resilience, determination, and relentless pursuit of dreams. Along with his family here in the studio, I'm honored to welcome Johnny Manglani, the founder and the CEO of Uma Group and his daughters, Anita. To put it simple and straight, this man and his family runs a luxury menswear empire, which also expanded beyond menswear to jewelry and accessories. Today, we delve into the secrets of his entrepreneurial journey, exploring the pivotal moments challenges and philosophies that shaped his and his family remarkable success join us as we unravel the insights experiences and wisdom of a true visionary johnny along with his daughter anita on the alpha talks podcast so without further ado let's welcome the mangalani family to the alpha talks podcast so johnny thank you for joining us today Saif, thank you very much you are an absolute legend I appreciate and that. it's a great pleasure to be here and I we're very happy to have you actually I'm very honored that uh, during this alpha talk you're actually wearing a blazer because I have never seen you <laughs> <laughs> I was just wearing a blazer offline, so yeah. I guess it's in tribute to the passion yeah, business it's to men's respect wear. to you before the men's wear actually thank it's you respect very much to you. you're very kind so let's before we start let's say once we publish the episode the people will see the thumbnail, will see the graphic in it, will see the title, and they will think, actually, it's an interesting episode. What can we promise them today to gain if they gave us their time? Anything that comes out of your mind. The truth I and the simple that. truth. Yeah. A story of hard work and determination and continuing, you know, the journey. I love that. For the audience, the first time I met Johnny, I actually mm, felt that I knew him for years. We broke the ice, I think, in less than 10 seconds, and we spoke about everything as if we know each other for years. Am I true? That's because of your charm. Mm, and your character as well. Thank you, Johnny. We are so blessed. Before we start, let's say or tell the audience from your perspective, who's Johnny in a nutshell? And you can touch upon your childhood, like whatever you think. If I want to say, who's Johnny? Well, 
I can say about today first. Yeah. So I'm still a person who is uh, hungry, uh, greedy that. for success. And uh, nothing has changed since I started my entrepreneurial journey at the age of 17 something. Wow. So I left India in 83, um, coming from a middle class family. And my father had a health issue. So I decided knowing, you know, at that time, India was not what it is today. At mm -hmm. that time, India was more of a socialist democracy, mm -hmm. a controlled socialism, yeah. democratic society, and a lot of neopartism at that time in India. While today, of course, you meet young billionaires mm -hmm. uh, in Easy. Dubai at the arts club, yeah. young Indian billionaires, you know, kids who have started unicorns come out of university and started unicorns and they are usually successful. True. So there are many examples of that. But at that time, it was not like that. And I'm a Sindhi. Mm -hmm. uh, Sindhi is a kind of mm -hmm. caste in India. Um, and we are an entrepreneurial class of people. And uh, so and a lot of Sindhis, they 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 live abroad in mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Singapore, you know, West Indies, ah, okay. USA. Um, Nigeria, South Africa, mm -hmm. a lot of Sindhis are all over the that. place. In Dubai, yeah. it's a huge Sindhi community. So as a Sindhi boy, it was my you know, ambition mm -hmm. to start abroad. And uh, But you so started something different then. Yeah. You said all the countries except the one. Yeah. <laughs> so USP, so I ended up in Russia. Yeah. In, actually not in Russia, in USSR. Exactly. In 1983. Exactly. And... Uh, I remember Yuri Andropov mm -hmm. uh, was the chairman mm -hmm. at that time. So um, I ended up there. And How, I did was in How did it happen, Russia? Well, I got into custom-made suits uh -huh. and uh, was looking for a market. And I was told while, while I was in Jamaica at my uncle's shop, mm -hmm. I was working there at the age of 17-something. And uh, I was told that, hey, you are a great salesman mm -hmm. and you can be very successful. And, you know, if you go to Eastern Europe, there's wow. nothing there. And if you try to sell something, you'll make it. So Oof. I took this opportunity and went from Hong Kong to, I moved to Hong Kong, Hong Kong. and then went to, to Russia. Not and then knowing the, rest the language, is not knowing the culture, not, not, not all these. Not knowing nothing, mm -hmm. um, knowing that it's a superpower. Yeah. But when I end up there, at the airport, it was dark and uh, kind of looked very dodgy. Yeah. Um, and uh, totally understand. Totally, you. totally. And, you know, no smiles, no happiness, nothing. Mm -hmm. Of course, today Russia is totally different. True. It's. Uh, but how did you adapt to this? Well, you know, I mean, I had the target. So I have always focused on what I want. Mm -hmm. So. The most important thing in life is to drown the noise and to, uh, you know, escape the sights and sounds and focus that. on mm -hmm. what is on your mind. Mute. What do you want? Yeah. Mute it. Because um, today, for example, um, you know, with the social media, with yeah. TikTok and YouTube, anything you want to do, there are opinions about it. You know, how to play a golf shot, how to tee off, how to do putting. True. I changed my putting recently. And uh, well, I was watch, miserable. Yeah. It wouldn't work. And it affected my game. So I went back to, I was watching some experts mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to so cut it's better. it's easy to learn these days. Yeah, it's easy to learn. But at the same time, you noise. get distracted from True. what you know. So 
I never let distractions come in my way. Of mm-hmm. course, there is no doubt it was very, very challenging. And I have seen things which today I feel uh, I'm privileged. Like I have been through so much in 40 yeah. years of doing business True. in Eastern Europe and then, you know, elsewhere in the world, like in Singapore. But at that mm-hmm. time when I was there, it was challenging, but at the same time, I had a focus. So we focus have, is very we important. We have the same journey in a way. By the way, you have lived in Russia, so you <laughs> well, know how it we was. We have the same journey in a way. But let's uh, smooth things up a little bit. Yeah. Tell us what you're wearing. So from all the formal clothes, yeah, all the, all the jackets and shirts. So I'm a jacket guy. I mm-hmm. love blazers. I love sport coats. I love suits. Mm-hmm. There is nothing, there is no better feeling for a man. Mm-hmm than to wear a jacket because when you wear a jacket, you feel strong, you Mm -hmm. feel powerful, you feel like you're making a statement Mm -hmm. while, you know, see, you can be successful, you can be very rich and all that, but at the same time, you have to be aware of the image you project, you know, because image is everything. Today, people have ADHD, Mm -hmm. so the first impressions count, you know, so I always since i'm in the fashion business i always awesome. believe in dressing well and i wear only my stuff mm-hmm. i used to be multi-brand mm-hmm. many years ago but then later on i decided i want to focus only on my own. brands and i own i'm a proud owner of three brands yeah so I we'll speak them. about that yeah but let us go a little bit in the beginnings yeah what did it what sparked your interest in this field how did it come to you and because i know in the beginning you didn't start in the luxury field or the luxury, then you moved to the luxury segment. Am I correct? Yes. So how did this journey happen? So in from 1983 mm-hmm. to 1998, I was doing only affordable mm-hmm. luxury. But in then USSR? Um, all Before, Eastern uh, Europe. All Eastern. I was in Romania when the coup against Ceausescu oh happened. Oof. So I have seen two coup attempts in <laughs> USSR, one, one in USSR and one, one against Gorbachev and mm-hmm. one against Yeltsin yeah. in 1993. But just before 1997, uh, Russians were, their spending habits were changing. They were looking at new things and spending like uh, there is no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, people started, you know, like customers started demanding more. Mm-hmm. and more After quality stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I started Omo Collezioni in 1998. Wow. But again, believe me or not, I had to drown all the noise because all my savings were in the US mm-hmm. and there was the Lehman Brothers moment. True. Plus I invested in a boutique, in a luxury boutique in Russia and Russia defaulted. Mm-hmm. So this was like a double whammy. It's True. like being punched by... By Big Brothers, by Mike Tyson, yeah. like an uppercut, you know, True. and uh, but then again, you know, time time changes everything, mm-hmm. right? Time heals. True. So being worried also, but once we started our campaign that we are open, uh, we had queues of customers. So in by 1999, 1998 was very very bad. So you saw the opportunity when the collapse happened. Yeah. No, I saw the opportunity before the collapse. Even before. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then I invested and the and collapse happened. Yeah. So you can imagine True. how you feel. Like, you know, many years of savings wiped True. out. But then after one year, 1999, September, we were already doing very well. And then we started opening our second boutique, 
mm-hmm. on Kutuzovsky Prospect, Kutuzovsky. which which was a legendary True. boutique. True. And then we opened Lilinsky Prospect, and then we opened Petrovka. Mm-hmm. So Omo Kalisioni, you couldn't escape. We were everywhere where cars are going, where people are going. We were at each and every major avenue. Wow. So how the idea came to you? So one second, yeah. I want to say, so it taught me a big lesson yeah. that today things can be bad, but there will always be a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Positivity. Positivity. I, I will ask you about how did you pass these things because I believe these days all, I would say, young entrepreneurs, they don't have thick skin. They run away as soon as an obstacle happens or there is a challenge that they faced. But there is no success story without a challenge and then you persist and you make it happen. And in your case, you passed, you passed <laughs> two groups like, <laughs> you know, it destroys Much anybody. More. Uh, it will come later. Uh, But, you know, I mean, young people, you say today don't have uh, thick, thick skin. skin. Yeah. But I think as you get older also, you develop a very thin skin uh, sometimes because you anyway. lose patience. Exactly. Because you start counting how much time you have. True. But patience is always the key to success. True. Uh, resilience and patience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you ask me, like, uh, what went through your mind? How did yeah. you do it? Honestly speaking, I was just doing my job. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to be a successful businessman, focusing thought, on perfection. Yeah. And if you focus, I would say focusing on excellence. And when you focus on excellence, perfection comes by itself. But it never came to your mind that uh, maybe that's not my area. I will change. I want to give up from this and I will go do something else. In fact, uh, in fact, um, I think I have been telling my friends mm-hmm. and I believe I even told you mm-hmm. when we first met yeah. that I want to go back to Moscow yeah. and open two, three boutiques more because True. I see a great opportunity. We are already successful, but I see that what I will do next year for one year will pay me back for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it from the perspective of a new opportunity. opportunity now. So there is no tiredness. There is no fatigue. I love that. Yeah. And one has to. Um, so I personally, I have, a diversified portfolio and income streams. Mm-hmm. So I make money in India, I make mm-hmm. money in USA, I make money in Dubai, mm-hmm. I make money in Russia, I make money in Singapore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but not all the time money comes from everywhere, but True. there is diversified income streams. So it is very important to have a diversified income stream, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have to stick to your core competency. Mm-hmm. And my core competency is fashion, True. menswear. We don't do ladies' wear. Mm-hmm. I dream about doing. I'm pushing my younger daughter, Dasha Manglani, oh, really? to get involved in ladies' fashion. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dasha is her mm-hmm. own person. You know, she, it's As not in the vision. old days. Yeah. You are the you father this, and say, hey, come it. here and do True. this. And the kid will come. True. Yes, 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 daddy, I'm doing it. What gives you this drive? Like I said, I want to continue. I want to go back to Russia. I want to open five more stores. I, da, 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 da. What drives you? I think it's inborn and inbred. There is no, there is no such thing as uh, somebody is telling me or God is speaking to me or something like this. Or there is a big why behind. But or you face some really big pain in the past. Um, well, I think uh, that 
probably that pain, mm-hmm. uh, even if I screw up massively, mm-hmm. is probably not going to come back. Mm-hmm. So it's not a question of pain or something. But I think number one, you must remember, I'm a Cindy, mm-hmm. and we Cindys are driven by success, mm-hmm. right? And then there is no such thing. I mean, you can take a back seat. You can. I had a incident, a health incident in 2016 okay. when I was in ICU. And I promised my family that, hey, this is it. Mm-hmm. I will not grow beyond this. But after one year, I got bored. So I opened a boutique in Miami. I opened a bu- boutique in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. I opened a boutique in London. And I opened one more in Singapore and two more in Russia. Yeah. But then along came the spider. Along came COVID. Mm-hmm. And it wiped out many of those efforts, you know. So you can't stop. You know, I'll tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Back in the years, because I have, I also work in a family business, and my father came to me and said, like, Saif, I want to be, I want to retire. I said, like, I don't believe you. I said, I want to retire. So now I will appoint you as the CEO. I said, are you sure you want to retire? I said, like, yes. I said, I, be- I don't believe you. Okay. He appointed me as CEO. It took him five days. <laughs> I was <laughs> got bored. I was guessing. Created a new uh, a new role, group CEO. <laughs> and he, you know, I love the energy that he's he's 65 now, and he still wants to work. He needs to go to work every day. He needs to make things happen. So I I totally understand why you don't want to stop. It's it's never it's not an ending thing for you. You want to be in the game. I don't know, Saif, if you have discussed this with your father, mm-hmm. but surely next time you meet, you should discuss with mm-hmm. him. Um, when you become successful, you are having a small, medium, large empire, mm-hmm. and you become the master of the business. Of course, at home, sure. you know, mm-hmm. we are not the masters, mm-hmm. right? But, In a way. <laughs> but at least... <laughs> It's called the alpha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least at work, you are the master. Yeah. And then you get used to, you know, um, having, uh, you know, thoughts, ambitions, dreams, targets, and True. you rely on your, uh, you know, team to carry out your plans and make it yeah, successful, absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. Um, while after you retire you feel a little bit of loss of empire. You mm-hmm. feel a bit True. of loss of power. True. Why do politicians do their best not to go out of power? Because 100%. they know there is probably boring stuff yeah. waiting for them. And power is addiction. But True. there are many people who transit very successfully. There are many people who transit very successfully from being president of a country to writing books and doing the you know, lecture True. tours and all that. But not all of them. But it's not easy like that. True. It's not easy because mm-hmm. you're used to being true. a leader. True. And then suddenly, you know, mm-hmm. you Things find the change. day very yeah. long. How much golf can you p- play? How many yeah. cards can you true. throw on the table? And how much can you travel? I love this. So analogy. it's a little bit of loss yeah. of empire, true. which makes us go along, you know. True. 100%. I have a friend. His father is 82 years old. He does only two things. He watches OTT all day. And he trades stocks. No way. Yeah. He's 82 years old. He's always trading stocks. Whenever he sees me, he says, hey, son, uh, what are you investing in now? So he's 82 years old. I say, uncle, relax. You have a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
you've been awarded in Italy a very big award, and it's hard for me to pronounce it, so you, you will pronounce it. That really makes you proud, and I believe makes your family proud, and makes the whole industry proud. Can you tell us about it? So, um, yeah, it's one of my biggest achievements because when it comes to something like this, mm-hmm. you don't look at, uh, you know, what cars you have yeah. or what mm-hmm. properties you have or what boutiques you have. To be honored, this was during the times of Prime Minister Berlusconi yeah. and President Napolitano. And they were very pro-business and we were homo collisioni. You, you know us from Moscow sure, because sure. we were making a lot of statements in the men's where Even today I meet Russians who, other day I was in a restaurant mm-hmm. and I met a guy and his wife was with him. And he said, oi, you are joining from homo collisioni. And so yeah. it makes you feel very proud. So homo collisioni was recognized for promoting purely made in Italy. And then I was a big campaigner for Made in Italy fashion for many years in mm. Russia. Of course, a lot of copycats, a lot of competition came along. And I feel sometimes sorry about all mm-hmm. the articles and True. press conferences I used to give about talking about that. Because then people are listening yeah, and they are copying exactly. you exactly <laughs> one-on-one and doing even a better job. True. So sometimes to give out information like that can be harmful. Mm-hmm. But we promoted Italy a lot. And then I received a letter from the president of Italy's office saying that I've been nominated to be Cavalieri mm-hmm. della Lavoro, Repubblica Italiana. Cavalieri della Lavoro di Repubblica Italiana, which means mm-hmm. Knighthood of the Italian Republic. Wow. And the whole Italian embassy, I had the choice to go to Rome mm-hmm. and just with two people, or I had the choice to close the Italian embassy, the whole Italian embassy which has a beautiful garden after six in the evening till 10 in the night. Wow. So we invited 300 of our top clients and friends and had a wonderful, wonderful occasion. The catering was done by Novico. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was totally amazing mm-hmm. evening. So for me, that was a great achievement. But I have a second achievement. Yeah. So you wouldn't know by looking at me, but I'm very God-fearing and very religious uh-huh. in my beliefs. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we were born, my father, the first visit I had was to a temple which was next to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and my sister actually five years ago built a Lord Shiva temple there. Wow. So, you know, we will be gone in a few years, yeah. but the temple is made of That's Rajasthani stone, all handmade. Wow. So it will stand for about 300 years, we hope, or even more. Mm-hmm. So that is part of our family legacy. Wow. So wow. these are the two big honors, besides having my two wonderful daughters. Of course. I, love I have that. had. I'll ask you something a little and bit. And a lot of friends. Of course. And um, you're, honestly, you're a master of doing quick friends, having quick friends, because your character is so inviting, so positive. So everybody feel at comfort with you. There is no barriers. There is no... You understand what I'm saying? And this, the second question would be, were you always humble? When you become successful, sometimes your ego hits and you lose your humbleness. But as I know you now, you're super positive, you're super humble. And I believe that's the, I would say the correct or positive qualities any successful person must have. This happened to you suddenly or you were always like this? 
first of all to get compliments from you is a privilege I appreciate, I appreciate it because i i'm somebody who admires you a lot i appreciate it and i hope one day i will have your body oh. with us <laughs> <laughs> You're amazingly fit and good looking uh, I so appreciate it. I appreciate it. so getting a compliment from you is amazing. I think you'll have to ask my ex-employees. Yeah. I taught them a lot. They learned a lot. Many of them are successful. I'm not sure I was the easiest boss because I wouldn't tolerate mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I was a perfectionist because look, our business is like that. Mhm. You If you go to our boutique here you can be I can meet you and you can say hey you have omocalesioni here yes i have oh i would love to order some suits just last friday a friend of mine from austria mm. who has been our client for 15 years now he was in abu dhabi and mm. he ordered like a huge order he mm. ordered for 3 years because he doesn't know when he'll come to dubai next no way so my team went to abu dhabi and took his order mm-hmm. but he and after that saturday i was playing golf with him in abu dhabi mm-hmm. He is my very close friend. But if his clothes don't come right, yeah. he will be he will not blame the team. He will say your business yeah, is horrible, true. your company is horrible, so so we're very So strict. you have to be a perfectionist, right? Mm-hmm. To be successful in what we do. Mm-hmm. Customers pay true. for perfection. True. So I think I was a intolerant boss. But as time went by and you know, I see my children growing up, then I realized that my employees my managers are also somebody's children yeah and then the next step comes in mm-hmm. you want them to be successful correct so i have done a beautiful thing with my business which i'm very proud of mm-hmm. proud of and i'm happy I to tell that. you if you want to hear of about course, it of course of course so all the omokalesuni boutiques yeah. all my boutiques the bespoke club i when i was 55 mm-hmm. i decided that i'm actually more fit than my managers Mm-hmm. physically and mentally mm-hmm. and you know much stronger yeah so you know i might live for many years and they will still be my manager so i franchise my businesses to them wow so now they are the owners of the business and we have very strong legal franchise agreements in place wow and i act as a chairman of the company mm-hmm. and a mentor but i don't do day to day i do not do any day to day i love this i just read the reports mm-hmm. every week and i know of course if you will today go to any of my boutiques mm-hmm. in the world in singapore or anywhere in miami if if i know you i will get a whatsapp one minute later saying hey your friend safe came to the miami boutique here is the picture with him and this is what he ordered no way and tell us what he likes so i have a very good system of management mm-hmm. but i don't do hiring i don't do firing mm-hmm. after covid i decided and before covid actually god bless i decided this is not for me but it's really it empowers the employees it empowers your team it motivates them to have skin in the game it's a very nice move yes because you know companies preach strong yeah. sense of ownership yeah. but where is the strong exactly. sense of ownership true. the dividends are distributed according to the board mm-hmm, right true. the private jets are used for the board where is the strong sense of ownership that. but here they are the owners and you know to me they are like my children so that. it's it's a very good way and uh, i personally believe that it gives me much more time mm-hmm. of course i sometimes see that i would have more aggression mm-hmm. i would have more ambition mm-hmm. i would have more drive 
So like I said, next year I might return to Moscow and give it a Your new push. Your own thing. Yeah, uh, like okay. put you know put mm -hmm. my put some touch, not yeah. my touch, mm -hmm. but some some stuff into the business, which will pay us back for ten years to come. I love that. That's a very nice one. Lately, I see uh, that the men's fashion, I would say even outpacing the woman fashion. Like I mean, the man attitude towards their fashion, how they dress up, how they look, it's totally different than days before or years before what contributed to this that men want to look fashionable in style am i correct or not you see the industry Honest, much better than me honestly i mean i was we were betting on that mm -hmm. that men would become yeah. very vain mm -hmm. and men would spend on clothes and i must say uh men are big spenders mm -hmm. on on not only clothes mm -hmm. on jewelry on watches i know I know friends who have watch collections of millions. I mean, True. stunning yeah. watch collections, you know. Um, I know friends who have huge collection of cars. So today I think uh, life has changed a little bit from a mentality of saving for the rainy day. Mm -hmm. People want to live for today. True. Every motivational speaker you listen to tells you every morning, Forget the past, mm -hmm. forget so the, the future. future. Don't focus think about the future. The focus on now, True. present. The present. So I think it's a it's a big thing, you know, that uh, attitudes have changed. And by the way, customization has become very big. I mean, mm -hmm. in the old days, if you remember, boutiques like ours yeah. used to offer customization, but today the luxury, the mass luxury True. brands, they also offer. Mm -hmm. Uh, customization. I was uh, other day a uh, few months ago in Abu Dhabi mm -hmm. and I bought Dior Swatch, mm -hmm. the aftershave, because it's yeah. very difficult to get aftershaves nowadays. True. You get only the Udu mm -hmm. toilets yeah. because men don't shave. <laughs> I leave it. <laughs> so, but I love the aftershave yeah. feel too. And it's very, the balm I don't like. Mm -hmm. I like the liquid aftershave. Mm -hmm. So I bought this Dior Swatch. Mm -hmm. And then they said, would you like your personal monogram on the bottles? And I no said, way. what do you mean? No, no, seriously. And believe me or not, they have this machine. And within, I have a video of it. Within three seconds, I have my initials put on in, in a department store on the aftershave wow. bottle and the Udu toilet. It's with JM. It's not made by us. It's Dior. Wow. So customization is a, is a big thing mm -hmm. today. But what do you think it fueled this? It feels that the men need to look about uh, after themselves to look better, to look stylish. It wasn't like this in the past. Well, I mean, there are different kinds of men. I'm not sure the culture, crypto crowd yeah, or the true. AI crowd mm -hmm. today is uh, dressing up mm -hmm. or, I mean, you know. Let's but, say businessmen, entrepreneurs, forget the outliers. Well, look at the life today. In the old days, you want to go out for dinner, you go to a boring restaurant mm -hmm. today if you want to go out for dinner you go to arts club where True. there is party and there is uh, uh, you know great food great service mm -hmm. or you go to all these fancy restaurants in difc True. and it's all happening so life has itself changed you know i mean uh, how did people go out more at that time you know like it's really amazing for me because you by seeing it at that time means that you're really a visionary because at that time i believe back in the 90s it wasn't like this. How did you forecast that? Oh my God, I will bet on this route, which even doesn't exist. It didn't exist at that time, but I'll bet on it to the max. 
So I believe that uh, vision mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know something vision is very hyped up thing. Mm-hmm. When you are running a business, you are focusing on KPIs, on meeting the sales targets, on beating the previous year targets and things like that. And for that, you have to be innovative. You have to bring new products. You have to come up with more and more expensive products so True. that you know you competition going, is yeah. increasing. So that you have mm-hmm. to focus on quality, improving the quality. True. And it's just like uh, you know BMW sells one series, three series. Seven limo, seven EB. So it's just that you have to come up with more and more things to mm-hmm. take the money, to get the money to from customers. Mm-hmm. You know, to retain your customers. True. In fact, so I personally think many people who said, "Oh, I started this in my garage and yeah. I had a vision," and I was listening to one of the coolest companies uh, in the world uh, today, one of the mm-hmm. most successful mm-hmm. companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Is something which we cannot live without. Mm-hmm. Your phone, your microphone will not mm-hmm. work without it. Is Nvidia. Yeah, Nvidia. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to Jensen Huang. I, I admired yeah. this man. You know, I mean, of he course, has yeah. conquered. True. I mean, everything. He's mm-hmm. the king of uh, processed semis. Yeah. You know, semiconductors, chips. And he was saying that they asked him, "Would you start this company again?" He said, "No, I would never." Do it again because I did not know what is involved. <laughs> that we would have to work so hard every quarter. We have to report better and better results. We have to face all kinds mm-hmm. of challenges and True. be innovative. Keep very on innovating. Very few people say this actually. Very few. It's it's actually a very nice mm-hmm. interview. It was two weeks mm-hmm. ago on CNBC. So he did not know what he's getting into, but today he's. You know he wears his black leather jacket. Yeah, exactly. Super cool dude, uh, and he's the boss of true, Nvidia. True, true. Uh, these days, do you think? I personally believe Elon Musk knows where he's going, because he's an outlier. Yeah, yeah, he's the outlier. Yeah, exactly. He's an outlier. Uh, he's a freak. True. So, <laughs> you know, I think he yeah. personally probably knows. Uh, Outside of Earth. Yeah. Yeah. People now, or your perspective, that you think that men. From the way they dress up, you can understand their economic uh, class or status. Is it a symbol for that or not? No, I believe that dressing well uh, is. I mean, dressing well is also how you behave, how you carry yourself, yourself, how you respect others. I mean, to to earn respect, you have to respect others. True. So I think it's all a part of. Uh, It's a our exterior, you know, mm-hmm. it's a whole package. Mm-hmm. But I personally don't think that if you are wearing a ten thousand dollar jacket mm-hmm. or a thousand dollar jacket, you True. are different. It's just that you have personal ambition mm-hmm. to to express your character, to express who you are, what your taste is. I mean, how can you express yourself with the watch you are mm-hmm. wearing, with the bike you are riding, True. with the cars you drive, True. you know, with the kind of home? I mean, you buy a home and uh, you. You design it to your liking, right? Mm-hmm. Not because somebody told you, some magazine told you this is how your home should look at. True. You should have tur- turquoise wallpaper, <laughs> but <laughs> you believe in brown. You believe in black, so you will do that, right? For so, a man, mm. for a man, from your perspective, a man should have what kind of items in his wardrobe? I would say to be stylish. Uh, As a guru in this industry. Um, I wouldn't call myself a guru, Let so okay, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't. 
agree to that. There are much bigger gurus sitting in Paris and Milan. I know one. But number one, to me, most important thing mm-hmm. today is how I travel. Mm-hmm. So comfortable clothes for travel is the most important. Okay. Secondly, jackets, I think they make a huge statement. Mm-hmm. They, they make you look fine. They make you look good. Uh, thirdly, of course, shirts, they are the closest thing to our body. Mm-hmm. Unless you are the old-fashioned guy who wears a, a you know, t-shirt yeah, under your shirt. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I know a little but bit. But I don't think many of them do that. <laughs> so shirt is the closest thing to your body. So good shirts for the morning, for the evening. I love knitwear. Mm-hmm. Excellent knitwear. You know, stylish knitwear. True. So jeans, of course, is one mm-hmm. of the most important elements. And of course, the sneakers. So, True. you know, I mean, today it's not wrong to be at a big party with a beautiful suit and a pair of sneakers. sneakers yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, the world has changed. changed. So touching this, mm. have you ever looking at your phone or the news or the TV and a fashion thing passed by and you said, what the sh- what was the worst fashion, men's fashion thing that you saw and I don't want to say disgusted, but like I said, what the hell is that? Um, you know, first of all, I don't judge. I'm. It's not a question. Yeah, I don't judge. According to everybody, you, because everybody has a school. Each to their own. I have maximum customers we got in the 1980s and 1990s mm. in Russia were in fake Adidas and mm. Nike jogging mm. suits. Yeah. So my standards were <laughs> very low to start with. I would see yeah. all these guys come up with bodyguards to our boutiques and True. with uh, AK-47s, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then they would be dressed in fake Nike suits. So mm-hmm. the standards were very low. But of course, sometimes, uh, you know, you do get shocked by how people dress. But mm-hmm. I have lived in Asia. I'm a mm-hmm. Singaporean. Mm-hmm. I've lived in Singapore. And sometimes when you see the young Asians or the uncouth, I mean, yeah. style mm-hmm. they use, I mean, you get used to everything. Mm-hmm. But give me some. Because, for example, if you tell me, say, if, what do you see now pisses you off? Uh, it's my style. Like, I, it's what I perceive. Like, I see men in skinny jeans. Oh, my God. What the heck is happening? This is I can't bear. Well, what second, I don't... Second yeah. is the... This colored socks appearing as if they're wearing it on their necks. You, know, you understand? <laughs> These kind of things, it's for me. I'm not saying that I'm the most fashionable person on earth. But when I see these things, for me, that's not fashion. Well, what I don't respect, I can tell you, is like, for example, uh, the dress codes. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we have a dinner where mm-hmm. it's written black tie. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sure there will be people coming in shirts and jeans. Ah, okay. It's disrespect mm-hmm. for etiquette. The color code. Uh, yeah. The, and I see code. that all the time. Mm-hmm. I even saw it last weekend mm-hmm. at a party mm-hmm. that uh, we are all finely dressed because the dress code was uh, XYZ, you they... know, formal. And the guy, mm-hmm. there were many guys coming in T-shirts and things like that. Mm-hmm. To me, that's disrespect. And I, I personally believe that uh, people should follow etiquettes. Mm-hmm. So that to me is very important. True. True. And, so there uh, is nothing that pisses you off in fashion. Nothing just, surprises me. No, just, just shoot. Okay, well, today I was walking at Best Palm. Yes, that's what I'm looking was, for. Uh, I was walking at <laughs> Best Palm and there was a guy in shortest of black shorts without a t-shirt mm-hmm. and a very pinkish looking guy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was disrespect for where we are. Mm-hmm. That was disrespect for the culture, yeah. 
for all the ladies who are jogging their walking dogs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That is utterly disrespect. True. Put out a t-shirt place. on, man. Mm-hmm. Out of place. Yeah. Correct. And if you have an attractive body, mm-hmm. try to make it interesting by hiding it a bit. Yeah. But you don't even <laughs> have an attractive body. <laughs> yeah. Scarcity. You don't have an attractive body. You mm-hmm. look like a clown. Yeah. And you're, you know, early in the morning, 6.30, true. you have to see that. It's horrible. Yeah. True, true, true. So that surprised me yeah. this morning. What is home? Where, which place you consider home? Uh, home is where, home is where you are. So for me, Dubai is home. Mm-hmm. I love Dubai. Home is Moscow. I love mm-hmm. Moscow. Home is also when I'm in India, I feel very good about mm-hmm. life there. When I'm in Singapore, I feel at home. So for me, you can send me to any part of the world and I will very make adaptable. it my home. Yeah. I don't really, mm-hmm. I focus on You getting know, things done get, no i focus on being happy and mm-hmm. making the best of things not too much mourning and not too much you know what the biggest failure you had Ooh. just shooting a couple and how did you pass them the most important thing how did you pass them because i believe you have resilience like hell grit like hell persistent like hell passing all this so share with, with us um Okay, so COVID was a very big loss for us. Offline retail. No, because we were, we had seven boutiques mm-hmm. in Singapore, mm-hmm. and uh, we had lots of boutiques in. And you had boutiques in, in Moscow, Marina Sands, right? Marina Bay, Bay Sands. Sands yeah. The lane was called mm-hmm. Marina Bay Sands. Mm-hmm. Is the most true like expensive building in the world, mm-hmm. and one lane was called JM Lane. Mm-hmm. You can check it on Google. Yeah. The CEO named it mm-hmm. because I had seven boutiques wow. next to each other. To lose that empire due to COVID, due to no fault of mine, mm. was very, very hurtful mm-hmm. because we had rental concessions, but it was not free. Mm-hmm. We had government subsidy, but it came at a cost. Mm-hmm. We had availability of bank loans, but not without paying percent. Mm-hmm. So when you are first told that, hey, we will rescue you, you say, great, mm-hmm. I love it. But then when you find out that it you have to pay true. for two years without having a uh, zero income is very harmful so but god has been kind i sold most of the business mm-hmm. i found buyers some of the contracts expired so i escaped mm-hmm. and i went back to moscow mm-hmm. i was in moscow at that time so i did not have access yeah but everything i did it from home in moscow and then i established myself in dubai mm-hmm. so that loss of empire is still hurting okay. a lot but then my f- closest friend says why do you need it mm-hmm. true why do you need it And then, of course, the lot of mistakes in my, I mastered, I mean, I got into into managing our family portfolio mm-hmm. and I got into picking stocks mm-hmm. and uh, cryptos and so on. Yeah. So there are a lot of success stories there, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of failures there too. Well. Uh, but at the same time, I learned a new skill during COVID mm-hmm. and that has paid us off. Very well. Wow. Which which skill? This, uh, of uh, managing your money. Yeah. Educating mm-hmm. yourself. <laughs> so. And then I found a new home in Dubai. And you know that we are very well established why, in Dubai. Yeah. That's a, qu- a good mm, question. From different perspectives, like a job opportunity or a business opportunity and safety. And, and why you choose Dubai? 
Well, you should ask me why I chose Singapore. Uh, that was 2010. Let's go here. Yeah. yeah. So it's same thing, same thing. Yeah. I just felt Dubai will be the new place mm-hmm. because they they were very good at tackling COVID. Okay. They were the first ones to give vaccines to residents. So mm-hmm. I came here, became a resident, and I I at got, co- during COVID. Yeah. The first flight yeah. out of Moscow Emirates, mm-hmm. I was on it, mm-hmm. and uh, I came here. And believe me or not, I was staying at W Hotel. Mm-hmm. in the best suite they have for $200 a night wow. today they will not give you that suite i wow. swear to god for less than wow. 2000 yeah. euros wow. a night forget dollars oh, wow. so i was staying in the best, best suite mm-hmm. and lot of complimentary stuff and then i decided to make dubai as a home i got my vaccines i felt good lot of friends here from many many years mm-hmm. i've been visiting dubai so thought like and i'm blessed to mm-hmm. you know we bought a home here in dubai mm-hmm. um on on the palm because today i think it would be a little bit expensive sure. unaffordable mm-hmm. probably sure. so yeah a lot of positive things came out of that dubai and dubai has uh, such a beautiful way of integrating people number one safety yeah so you're very safe in dubai how many times have, have mm-hmm. we all forgotten our wallets or mobile phones mm-hmm. somewhere and it's returned So then the government here is extremely friendly, very efficient mm-hmm. in getting things done. You know, you come for a golden visa year within three days of being here, the health checkup is done, your ID is mm-hmm. on the way. So Dubai is a very efficient system. Yeah. And UAE itself is a very welcoming. The people are very nice here. The interaction, I have lots of local friends. They are super nice, super humble. So I feel I feel very good about being in Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. And, and there are back, so many nationalities here yeah, so you can absolutely. You know if you want to have a Jamaican beef patty here yeah, I can take done. you to have a Jamaican <laughs> beef patty. In, in 2010 you made the same move but to Singapore. And this move to Singapore you actually targeted Singapore Marina Bay Sands on a big scale. It wasn't a small scale it's a big expansion. What propelled you towards Singapore? So 1998, mm-hmm. 2008, two big crises like financial crisis in Russia, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know kids are growing up. So I decided to diversify a bit, and I went to Singapore mm-hmm. after AFC Asian mm-hmm. Financial Crisis mm-hmm. to invest in properties. Yeah, but then I saw Marina Bay Sands mm-hmm. being built. and by accident i met george tanasevich who was mm-hmm. the ceo at that time at a golf club yeah. and he and then he was after with my lawyer at that time mm-hmm. they were playing golf and i was invited and my lawyer said why are you putting money in properties it's not your business commercial put money mm-hmm. in marina bay sands mm-hmm. will open largest casino in asia rich asians will come mm-hmm. from all over So I decided to do it but uh you and know and crisis hit. Yeah, yeah and we were so successful in 2014 the government of Singapore invited the whole family to become Singapore citizens mm. so so that was also So you're in Singa- Singaporean citizen. Yeah we are all my kids ah, as well mm, very yeah. nice So And now there is a presence in Singapore or no Yes we have an office uh, there uh, but uh, it's uh, mostly based on my uh, family portfolio uh, rather okay. than fashion mm-hmm. I have one one franchise boutique there mm-hmm. but I I personally don't manage it. I'm sure Dubai will be a great place uh where your business will expand even in the region the Middle East region I believe. So 
inshallah inshallah if i if i'm going to ask you what are your top five tips for men okay to be stylish number one, yes. get safe diet and workout <laughs> formula <laughs> okay that's number one. <laughs> secondly dress well no really what like for a man to be stylish mm Look, I mean, uh, doesn't take you much. You say like, like a cufflink, you need to have a cufflink, you need to have a blazer. Like, what's your secret sauce? Uh, look, doesn't take much. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, wear what makes you feel comfortable, what makes you feel nice, what mm-hmm. makes you feel proud, what makes you look elegant. But a question, and that means for all the clients that you had, you made people... And what will every woman think? Like, oh, scent of a man. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not scent of a woman. <laughs> but for all your clients, do you suggest to them or not? Or you tell them they come with their requests? Look, I don't, I don't as a rule, since many years, yeah. since 15, 20 years, I don't service any clients my, myself. But because all my became, clients, yeah. we were we became friends. True. We would socialize and they would squeeze me for discounts ah, like you cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. So I said, look, I'm off I'm the gonna, retail. Yeah, true, I will true. I will tell my guys to take yeah. care of you. I don't I don't participate in any retail policies mm-hmm. because my business is franchised. True. And I don't no, want correct. to. Correct. People will, yeah, friends will squeeze in a way. You would think your friends would want to give you more money, but they want to squeeze <laughs> the opposite, you. Yeah, I'm it's your opposite. friend. Yeah. They will, they will open a bottle of Sasikaya for yeah, you. True. <laughs> but then when it comes to paying a fair no, price no, for no, a suit, no, no, they will no, no, want no. a discount. True, so true. it's the same thing with, you know, car, car, mm-hmm. uh, retail, sh- car showrooms. True. They also say that our richest clients come and they want to <laughs> get Actually, free upgrades. Correct. So. Let's move to family. Yeah. A little bit. Yes. Tell me about your family and how they're involved in your business and how you want to cultivate the family, I mean your daughters, in your business? First of all, as I told you, my team, they themselves are family for me. All my boys, Mm -hmm. all my managers, and uh, the girls who work in Moscow, they are family for me. They have been, um, we are like the CIA, nobody leaves us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people have been with us for many, many years. So, very proud of that. Uh, secondly, my daughter Anita, who who does uh, beautiful travel jewelry, she'll tell you yeah. about it herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she 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 designs mm-hmm. each and every piece. Mm-hmm. She makes only one or two pieces per design, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of work. Uh, some of her pieces are resembling craft mm-hmm. jewelry, right? But she charges uh, 100 times less than mm-hmm. graph so i'm very proud of that mm-hmm. and uh, yeah my younger daughter i'm trying to get her focused mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. ladies because i believe ladies suits um and yeah. uh, um you know some of the items she she's very stylish girl so mm-hmm. i'm very proud of her and i'm trying to tell her that mm-hmm. you should do something with your style create your own collection and as far as i know she is busy designing a label with the help of Anita mm, nice. and packaging. So that's happening. And Anita also that? has a ladies' bags collection, mm. small one, curated, and mm. ladies' scarves collection, very curated. So do you mentor them? Do you coach them? Do you drive them towards a particular path or you let them choose their own path? 
Look, we have always raised our kids to think on their own. Mm-hmm. We did our best to give them good education, to give a good start in life, mm-hmm. let them figure it out. Because uh, if you interfere too much, the success is theirs, but the mistakes are yours. Mm-hmm. So better mm-hmm. not to, in today's world, mm-hmm. not to interfere too much. I love that. Anita, welcome to the Alpha Talks podcast. So thank you for joining us today. We had a lovely talk with your father where we touched upon many things in his journey. And the first thing I would like to know from you, who's Anita? So first of all, thanks for having me here. It's really an honor. (laughs) Same here. And so basically, in a few words, I think Anita is someone who was very stubborn (laughs) when Mm -hmm. it came to kind of pursuing her dreams and someone who actually did what she wanted. And you'll be surprised, but there were a lot of people who were telling me that my idea is not going to work and who's going to buy this Mm -hmm. and who needs this. But before the idea, who's Anita? Before the idea, we'll dig into the... Like, when I, if I ask your friends, what are they going to tell me about you? They're going to say I'm yeah. funny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that I always laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, somebody who loves nature, mm-hmm. horses, mm-hmm. animals, creating. I always used to draw mm-hmm. as a kid, which is what eventually led to where I am now. Yeah. And yeah, I think that sums it up. Then... You, what was your background education? Ah, so I studied uh, political science mm-hmm. in Moscow State University, mm-hmm. which is surprising considering and that you, I yeah. ended up and you, you yeah. not, But basically, the and a tough university. Oh, the toughest! Mm-hmm. Um, out of thirty people True. in my group, only ten of us graduated. True. So True. it was quite the school of life. Then how this change happened? Studying political science uh, science in MGU, one of the toughest. University top 10 in Europe, true, super proud of that. Yeah, and then jewelry and founding a brand. Uh, so basically, the way it happened is that I was in my family business in Singapore that was discussed, yeah, uh, Omo Group. Yeah, so I was running the PR department. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously started from mm-hmm. zero, mm-hmm. I was the assistant of the manager, and mm-hmm. then eventually, just yeah, father yeah. did a good job, father did a good job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And basically, as soon, um, so at some point, I remember I even told my dad that I want to go and do uh, my master's at London College of Fashion to Mm -hmm. learn how to start a costume jewelry brand, Mm -hmm. which is funny because only once I started it, I remembered that. Mm-hmm. That was the idea because I had a bit of a break Mm -hmm. in between. And so the thing is that, um, he didn't really want me to leave, so mm-hmm. I just went kind of behind his back <laughs> to London. London College. Mm-hmm. I got into the yeah. like online. Uh, you okay. know, it was already there. Yeah. And so yeah, I just went and got into London College of Fashion, announced to everyone that I got in, mm-hmm. which was Surprising, amazing yeah. because I mean it's considered to be one of the best fashion universities mm-hmm. in the world. So even for me it was True. like a total True. total shock. How long was it? Uh, a year. I just did yeah. my master's mm-hmm. there. Um, so I went there. And then uh, afterwards, um, actually, when I was in London itself, mm-hmm. uh, I watched the documentary uh, about diamonds. Because mm-hmm. 
this is gonna sound a bit weird, but mm-hmm. I never really understood jewelry. I was mm-hmm. like, why are people buying jewelry? Like, what is yeah. the point? But I was so fascinated how God mm-hmm. has created something. I mean, he created nature, right? Yeah. So within nature, something so beautiful mm-hmm. and so flawless can be found. Mm-hmm. So I was fascinated how, like with the beauty of diamonds, precious stones, everything. So I actually made uh, a few, I did a gemologist course, mm-hmm. I did a jewelry designer course, mm-hmm. I did a gemology course. And after that, I made a few diamond pieces for my friends, some engagement mm-hmm. rings. Before starting the brand. Yeah, That's all before, before starting yeah. my brand. But then later on, so obviously because I started really enjoying jewelry, understanding it, wanting more of mm-hmm. it, obviously, mm-hmm. then I was like, but it would be so nice if, for example, for certain outfits, I can get certain stuff that yeah, matches mm-hmm. it. Obviously, if you were wearing, for example, a blue dress, I'm wearing a blue dress. <laughs> I am not going to go to and, and buy a, like a sapphire, you know, True. for a ridiculous amount price. of money True. or something like this just mm-hmm. to match my dress. True. Like it doesn't make sense. So it started from there. So it's like I want to be able to design fast fashion mm-hmm. kind of jewelry. Uh, and costume jewelry is something I've always liked as mm-hmm. well. But the thing is that I don't like that the finishing is not yeah. very high quality. And so eventually it started like this. Then I traveled. I found myself on Mykonos without my jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset that I just feel like like something I don't feel missing. like myself. Something's mm-hmm. missing. And so I just made a few samples with the lab created stones. And it was just... It was actually very funny because my first customer, you're go- this is actually crazy, mm-hmm. was a lady at a jewelry exhibition who was selling fine jewelry. No way. <laughs> and she saw... So you were you imagine? <laughs> she saw not an emerald cut yeah. band like this and she was like, wow, where's your ring from? I'm like, my it's brand. my brand. Yeah. She's like, can I buy this? I was like, yes, you can. So actually a lady who was wearing fine jewelry, but wow. costume jewelry. But that's before me. even setting up your brand or the, by the time yeah, you okay. already no, set No, I up. mean, I obviously had Open, the paperwork. Yeah. Well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Oof. It wasn't, uh, I, it was at a stage when I was just talking to relatives mm. and very few close friends because obviously you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone. Like True. You can only trust your close friends True. with information like this. And so, yeah, eventually it just happened. Like, it was actually never, like, I didn't even, like, I just, at some point, as I said, when I went mm-hmm. to my master's, I was like, I'm going to start a costume jewelry brand. I completely let it go. I forgot it. And then somehow, maybe subconsciously, mm-hmm. it just followed me. Question. Family. Yeah. How was your, I would say, father? reaction when you said i want to do my own brand how was it to be honest i think he kind of expected that that's gonna happen at some point because Mm -hmm. you know even if you ask me like sometimes people are like oh who would you become this and that Mm -hmm. i could never like (laughs) this is gonna sound uh quite maybe cliche in Mm -hmm. a way but uh, to be honest entrepreneurship is all I know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot do a nine to six job because mm-hmm. I grew up in this family. Yeah. And my dad was ingraining me mm-hmm. into the business since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. So I even traveled with him to Italy, to the exhibitions, just to see, you know, how 
uh, they order clothes, mm-hmm. do everything. So th- there was not even any other situation that could have happened. So I feel that he kind of expected it and saw uh-huh. it coming. A totally I, I different business line. Happy. Yeah. I hope he was. Johnny, were you happy? Were you happy <laughs> that she started her own brand? Yeah, so. <laughs> But what I loved, it's, I don't know in all your boutiques are the same or not. You combine both brands together. Yeah. It, 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 it is, oh, it's across. Yeah, yes, yeah. in Moscow too. In Moscow too. So yeah. the menswear and the jewelry, it's yeah. together. Very, yeah. very nice. I started independently okay. then in Moscow I started designing for them mm-hmm. and so here also like we're like partners mm-hmm. over here so it's kind of my own thing but we made a synergy How long the brand exists to now I think it's, it's going to be five years five years love it What were the challenges What were the challenges tell me the challenges Uh so first of all I think I mean it's just Can you come so towards yeah. yeah it's just so hard to imagine like the number one challenge for me was how many people uh not my friends but people from outside mm-hmm. when i started how much they were criticizing what i'm doing yes mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. you don't know the stuff i've heard who's gonna buy this who needs this and it's a bunch of people i don't know what they are doing to be mm-hmm. honest but they don't they had an opinion yeah. you know And one other challenge, obviously, finding good if suppliers. I, if I stop here, how did you handle this? The noise, uh, like Johnny mutes noise. Yeah, we're very different, mm-hmm. me and him. Mm-hmm. So actually, my way of starting to ignore was I have a very successful acquaintance mm-hmm. who is in a similar kind of business. Mm-hmm. She does bridal jewelry, mm-hmm. and. I actually shared this with her and she actually told me that and she's become super successful mm-hmm. and she told me that the amount of criticism she heard was unbelievable and by being very stubborn oh, okay. is what got her mm-hmm. and I remember also my dad once told me uh, about another like mm-hmm. situation that by being stubborn is the way you're going to mm-hmm. <laughs> get things. True, stubbornness your is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely But actually so. it's a way of muting as well, as if yeah. they don't exist. Yeah, this now, I, I mean, now when obviously like you mature, mature mm-hmm. as a person, you learn this. But I was only like, I don't know, mid, early, mid 20s mm-hmm. when I started. So obviously you're a different person now. Of course, I don't, I don't even know True. who thinks so. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What you're wearing now is your collection. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The necklace, the wristbands, yeah. the ring. Yes. Yes. Tell us about them. So basically this uh, pendant necklace mm. is one of my classics. So actually when I started, this was one of the first mm. models I made. So we have them in different with different stones, different colors. Mm-hmm. And for example, this bracelet I wore because uh, it's a multicolor bracelet. Yeah. As you see, it's yeah. like, you know, and mm-hmm. this is actually a signature twist of my brand. Wow. So I don't know if you noticed, uh-huh. but a lot of my jewelry It's all like crazy colors, yeah. crazy mm-hmm. color combination. Because I mean, usually even in terms of dressing up, that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I like matching up different colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, today is a bit different, but usually <laughs> but <laughs> lots give, of color going on. To give the people an understanding mm-hmm. about how tough or yeah. how precise or how becoming a perfectionist oh, yeah, and yeah. doing jewelry. Can you give us an idea of how the process goes? So the process is that um, either I, I mean, I keep on designing yeah. new collections. Mm-hmm. So again, I 
I have different sources of inspiration, whether it is some people I meet, some experiences mm -hmm. I go through, some uh, like I love nature, as mm -hmm. I said. So mm -hmm. for me, even to put something together, I can travel to mm -hmm. a place where there is nature or here I can go to like a picture mm -hmm. place. I draw the jewelry myself. I sketch it. And uh, for example, now, like I just recently uh, went to Kathmandu, mm -hmm. Nepal, because yeah. I wanted to climb Mm -hmm. uh, mountain mm -hmm. <laughs> and so basically i saw the nature there and now the jewelry that we're making is also like like i saw the nature from mm -hmm. the mountains i have the photos and i'm using a lot of the colors that i saw there's a very beautiful colorful place and so from here from there i'll be designing a collection inspired by my trip wow. uh, before that my collection was actually inspired by dubai uh, before before like that. these kind of very, very like majestic yeah. big pieces mm -hmm. big solitaires wow. lots of emeralds so mm -hmm. i think actually certain locations are what expire mm -hmm. uh, inspire me, inspire me the, but after you design the, the process is long oh the process and your quality is... control oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah, unbelievably yeah, yeah. strong yeah Take the people through it. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. It's actually good to yeah. take them through yeah. so that, as they my understand. dear father mentioned, so yeah. that people stop nagging me yeah. for a discount because there's a lot of work <laughs> that goes in. So basically, I draw the mm. items and then I go to my production. Mm. I have my own uh, atelier, mm. my own workshop, so where I control the quality. Mm -hmm. And so basically I give them the designs and they start making them. So I control the whole process starting from the 3D because mm -hmm. you make a 3D, then the wax yeah. comes in. I control everything. Mm -hmm. And then basically, yeah, once the piece is ready, we give you a fantastic pink box mm -hmm. and it can be either a wonderful present wow. or like women get. The manufacturing themselves. happens where? Dubai. 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 Wow. It's been always Dubai? Uh, no. No. It all over the, the place yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but now because i'm here Everywhere. so dubai and i think in general the experience that jewelers have over here is like notch. it suits me it's top, top notch. Notch. Yeah, i mean good <laughs> you have to Th control it it will not be <laughs> top notch <laughs> without any, controlling any production doesn't matter what you do clothes jewelry i don't know cars mm -hmm. if nobody's controlling it it's going to be a catastrophe how long does it take from the moment that you draw the sketch so you have the piece of jewelry in your hand. Uh, so I would, I always tell customers uh, two, three weeks. Again, mm -hmm. I tell them two, three weeks so that there are no misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. But my lovely customers mm -hmm. will not let me lie. Yeah. If there is an emergency, one well, week. It's done. Imagine from the 3D to two. the cast. And usually now New Year is coming. Yeah. This is the favorite time of my Russian customers. Mm, They're going to be calling me saying, oh, I'm wearing yeah, this outfit true, design. So true. yeah, I mean, for my VIPs, mm -hmm. one week. Mm -hmm. This means that as a client, I can come to you and say, I want something special and unique and you can do of it. Of course. 100%. 100%. How do you take this process? I'll tell you more. I can even, uh, mm -hmm. you can even say I'm thinking about something. This is mm -hmm. something I, I guide people through the process. I will from my head uh -huh. draw and create some designs. I actually did that for a friend. She had a natural uh, mm -hmm. yellow topaz, a mm -hmm. very big mm -hmm. oval stone. And she was like, what can we do with it? do with it mm -hmm. we set it in black metal i wow. drew the setting mm -hmm. it is just such a beautiful piece wow. so. so you can customize and make it personalized as much completely. as the completely completely because i myself love personalized mm -hmm. stuff because i remember you were having this uh, convers conversation yeah. 
the thing is that when you reach a point like if you shop a lot mm-hmm. you you don't i don't want to be like everyone else even there are certain i'm not gonna name brands mm-hmm. but there are certain bangles that mm-hmm. everyone has certain mm-hmm. watches that everyone has i am for the customer who is like myself who wants something for mm-hmm. themselves something tailored to them can you tell the audience just a price point look a rough price point for your jewelry yeah, so, so so it would be like starting from mm-hmm. for a smaller pieces starting from 2000 dirhams so a mm-hmm. pair of stud earrings but again it's not like a pair of stud earrings mm-hmm. that's bad quality it's a pair of stud earrings that visually looks like a e-color vvs diamond mm-hmm. very durable i swim in these i die yeah. i do everything so i mean you're paying for the fine quality love that and what about the necklace that you wear just for people to understand ah, the price point one, it's fine it like, has a price this so. one would be like around mm-hmm. seven thousand seven thousand but mm-hmm. they if someone doesn't like people buy it mm-hmm. if they don't want to they can try to go to graph and see how much uh, exactly. it costs there hundred <laughs> percent this what's your greatest lesson that you've learned building your brand that you'll always remember this besides that the people will always speak and criticize yeah yeah um i think essentially this is a lesson that i learned very recently mm-hmm. i think uh perseverance mm-hmm. and to be honest i have my own way of working which can be a bit unusual like i don't see mm-hmm. a point in overworking yourself because mm-hmm. again as i, I i'm a creative person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like working You're at night up. for example mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. when it's dark yeah. i get my sketches Sketch and draw. this is all i am and i think that if you have figured out for yourself that this is the way you like to work this is how you should continue working because the moment you lose focus you're gonna lose um your vibe if mm-hmm. i miss let me say a modern true right now. You're true, gonna lose your vibe. true 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 <laughs> like for example if you for yourself you personally mm-hmm. like you like working like you like uh, i mean you like working in a certain time frame mm-hmm. Just stick to that mm-hmm. and stick to doing things. Your kind of uh, rhythm. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. Kind, your of kind of rhythm. Yeah, because I've tried to change it, mm-hmm. and I cannot say that impacted me. Mm-hmm. Especially in the, crea- in the creative sphere, I believe rhythm yeah, works yeah, 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 very well. Yeah. But um, it can be hard to understand for a lot of people. Even like for my friends, sometimes they're like, oh, like for example, they're used. Some of them work mm-hmm. like morning and they finish at a certain time, and for them, I might look a bit mm-hmm. unorthodox. True, true, true. Yeah. But that's what works for you. That's the most yeah, important 100%, 100%. thing. Then what's your goals going forward? Your aspirations? <gasps> what do you want to do with the brand? To be honest, this is just mm-hmm. so bad to say. When mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. one of my goals was that I want women to aspire to get my jewelry as mm-hmm. a New Year gift. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you've lived in Russia, True. New Year there. Wow, There's something. It like it's a must. Of, yeah. True. And actually, the thing yeah. is that I actually have women who are like, I asked my husband to mm-hmm. get like the, your jewelry the, for me for the new really? year and actually i have women who and they have trust me fine jewelry mm-hmm. branded jewelry mm-hmm. but they're like no for my birthday i want this by you so mm-hmm. that was very nice it's a, yeah, and made it's me nice. very happy but i think going forward obviously you cannot be i think a big mistake would be to be satisfied with the way things are because you always have to grow but mm-hmm. i think my goal would be probably to gain a stronger presence mm-hmm. here and like i think like i just True. want the brand to develop okay. in dubai let's say now somebody will watch our episode mm-hmm. and they will want to w- buy your jewelry yeah so i want you to look at this camera 
and told him what to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wonderful person. Hello. <laughs> you may contact me via my Instagram. Yeah. It's called Anita Manglani Jewelry. I usually answer super quick. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario, you can reach out via my personal Instagram. It's called Anita Manglani. And you can also mention that you saw me on SAFE's program because if I'm in a good mood, mm -hmm. I can make a nice offer. <laughs> uh, always in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. When Safe's name comes on the table, always in a good mood. So tell her <laughs> you're coming from SAFE. With Another thing, <laughs> do you have an online store? You know, I'm currently working on it and yeah it's it's been a long 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 process of course but it's important these days so Very you're establishing important. it and it's a priority to be honest mm -hmm. even more of a priority rather than brick and mortar because mm -hmm. i'll be honest with you i have sent stuff by like through instagram yeah. i actually the recent sales i had were because of instagram oh well wow. so i'm really trying to develop my online store but mm -hmm. Have you tried making an e-commerce? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the process. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's worth But that's doing a goal. It. That's yeah. a goal, by it's, the way. It's worth doing. Yeah, 100%. Another thing, let's say, for example, somebody lives abroad, not in Dubai, not in Moscow, and they really like your mm -hmm. uh, jewelry. Yeah. Do you do international shipping? Yeah, we do. Ah, so because there are certain companies, some mm -hmm. companies, delivery companies, they don't accept mm -hmm. the, uh, jewelry as shipping. But uh, since we're semi-precious, it's mm -hmm. still okay. And yeah, I, I work with companies who do well, well, uh, international so, shipping. It's very easy. So anybody who wants your jewelry living anywhere in the world, you do yeah, international super shipping. Super easy, no problem. What will be the last message you want to leave the audience with mm, uh, rather than like contact me for buying my jewelry? I did. You told me to leave that message. I did not leave that message. <laughs> so you have the camera. <laughs> so they will contact you for the jewelry. And next is when I'm in a good mood, they have to call. <laughs> they have to play on a big, big luck. They will put my name. <laughs> so basically, what I would say is. Um, I mean, I just don't want to sound very cliche, but you know, the but, important but it's, for, it's the people, for the people, for the people who works. wants to uh, to open their business, yes. to be an entrepreneur, what kind so of? So I'm going to say the most common yeah. message, which is actually the strongest message mm -hmm. message there is out there. It is mm -hmm. believe in yourself, mm -hmm. believe in yourself, believe in your product. I think even believing in your product comes before believing believe in yourself, yourself, because if you yourself question your product. Others are not going to... So understand. always believe in and, yourself. And carry it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's an accessory. Mm -hmm. If it's not, then... Yeah, I think believing in yourself. So there is 60% discount on the message that will come to Anita. So write no. to her now, guys. No. Anita, thank you very much <laughs> for you. having you today. You. It really was an honor and a pleasure. And I'm sure next time we will do the second part of the episode you will have an empire because the jewelry that you're wearing is actually uh, super unique, I would say, and really classy. So Thank next you so episode will be having much more discounts for the people and you have oh, your dear. own empire. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Johnny, welcome back. Thank you. Tell me what do you feel when you heard your daughter speaking about her business? Um, Frankly speaking, from the heart. Pride. Yeah fulfillment and uh, a sense of uh, achievement mm -hmm. that uh, my little girl is following 
in daddy's footsteps? You know what I loved when we first met each other? Mm. We got to know each other through a connection. And uh, the connection, or that's Dave, told me, let's, let's have a podcast. Your first request wasn't that I'm coming to the podcast. No, I'm going to come with my daughter. That was the thing. So I respected it so much. So that's why I asked you, what do you feel when you heard your daughter? Which well, is pride. pride, fulfillment, yeah. achievement. And uh, of course, I'm looking forward to my younger daughter, Dasha. True. Also creating a own brand. Mm -hmm. And I have, actually, I was thinking yesterday that if Dasha wants to do that, I will probably quit many things and uh, work with her mm -hmm. one or two years full time, mm -hmm. including doing trunk shows for her. Wow. And exhibitions mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Wow. So I think let's see. I love that. I yeah. love that. Let's ask you a question. Do you have any regrets in your life? Right now, I wish I had more Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Today, right now. <laughs> no, really, do you have any regrets? Um, and don't answer me because I'm not a billionaire. No, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe I could have done a better job. Um, maybe I could have been more focused. And maybe... I think uh, I I should have been more prudent mm -hmm. uh, when um, there was lots of money uh, in in before COVID. Mm -hmm. I should have been more prudent with uh, many different investments. Mm -hmm. But you know, when when you are usually successful, one thing which comes, I mean, if you think about it, uh, today one of the ex-presidents he's in mm -hmm. court all the time. True. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, his daughter had to testify uh, mm -hmm. against him. True. Uh, so what happens is when you are successful, you do get carried away. Mm -hmm. You do get a sense of uh, invincibility, True. that you are invisible, that whatever you touch turns into gold. Mm -hmm. And then you also feel kind of untouchable. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So but. It is also a learning curve, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, um, be prudent, careful, make good decisions in life. Make good decisions. Good decisions. Makes or breaks. Makes or breaks. But if you make a very bad decision, I mean, uh, you know, it can also recently there was a supercar race mm -hmm. and one of the YPers who might knew personally mm -hmm. uh, we were championing the event in russia and mm -hmm. he came there twice actually and he uh it was supercars yeah. uh, not race but driving mm -hmm. in uh, sardinia mm -hmm. and he did a very risky move and he passed away with his wife that was all over the media mm -hmm. one and a half months ago and uh, so because you know you're getting used to drive those cars you drive them every year and you feel more and more like taking risk you know true so when you are very successful you do it take a lot of risk mm -hmm. so i i did invest very heavily into many different things mm -hmm. which in hindsight i shouldn't have done but again always have a balanced approach so that balance has helped us a lot mm -hmm. For Johnny, what is success? What does success means to you? And it, of course, it changes over time. But now, number one, 
being kind. Number two, humility. Number three, teaching your kids maybe a little bit of your principles. Mm -hmm. Number four, doing discrete charity, not mm -hmm. to go to big balls and, you know, events and, mm -hmm. you know, put up your hand and saying, I'm donating yeah. to this. Take care of your people, you know, I take good that. care of your people, take good care of people who are around you. So, and then to me, you must know that I personally, my biggest uh, adrenaline is having a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. So I take great joy, great pleasure in, you know, lifting up my friends. But then when I have a bad day mm -hmm. or a bad mood, True. getting lifted up by them. Because end of the day, you know, we all are here to go away. Mm -hmm. But what you can leave behind is a good name, a good, maybe a legacy. True and uh, maybe a couple of people who will miss you. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is success, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the sense of that. being a lonely billionaire at True. home True. who people don't mm -hmm. think much about? 100%. I want you to share something with us that nobody knows. It's either a skill or a talent that really nobody knows. I will say, let's, okay, your daughter might know, but I mean, the majority of people don't know. You can tell me I play drums. I like cooking. Very, like, oh, yeah, something. Listen, I'm, uh, a, I'm a very open person. Mm -hmm. I wear my heart on my sleeves. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think there is much. And that's why you're close to heart, actually. Yeah, uh, that's, there's not much I can disclose. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no, there is no such stories or fantasies. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big, I go to events, but I'm mm -hmm. not a, very rarely, mm -hmm. I'm not a big party guy. Mm -hmm. So I live a very, you know. Mm -hmm. Your life satisfies to, you. Yeah, I mean, I do try to take care of myself. I'm not super fit, mm -hmm. but I do walk daily mm -hmm. and I do 30 minutes of stretching every morning. Mm -hmm. So to me, that keeps me going. Mm -hmm. It's very important to me and my body demands it. Mm -hmm. If I take a day off, the body demands next morning, hey, stand up, stand up, stand up. So yeah. What I can disclose is that uh, so we admire a lot of people. Uh, we consider a lot of people like, I want to be like this guy, mm -hmm. but we don't know their journey. So I have taken a lot of, lot of knocks in my life too. But then I have stood up and, uh, you know, walked tall. Mm -hmm. So to me, I mean, maybe that's something I can disclose that, uh, you know, externally everything is great, but inside, you do suffer a little bit of yeah. regret. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, being human is very important. Yeah. So, and I can see it in you, super visible, that you're, you're human, truth, honesty, loving, caring. And I think that's what makes you actually who you are now and how strong you are and how you foster this relationships that you have with your friends. I think that's your, I would say, strength and attributes that makes you who you are. Well, at the end of the day, you realize that you don't owe nothing to anybody mm. and nobody owes you anything. So there is no need to be a fake person mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, uh, just mm -hmm. to put the mask. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is true. I believe that we should be truthful and we should be upright citizens and uh, be grateful. I appreciate Dubai quite a lot mm -hmm. because, you know, I 
I was welcomed here, you know, got my golden visa, mm. one of the first ones to get it. Mm. And I feel at home, I feel secure, I feel safe. I love But that. one mm. of the things which uh, I believe, one thing if you allow me sure, to say, sure. is uh, when you have a bad day next morning, try to practice gratitude. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, thank God for opening your eyes, mm -hmm. for waking you up for having no bad phone calls in the mm -hmm. night because bad phone calls can mean only one thing. Mm -hmm. One of your loved ones is in trouble. True. So I, I do that every single day. And uh, I do listen to motivational speakers. Mm -hmm. Like today I was listening to Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. uh, then there is from, from India, there is a motivational guru. Mm -hmm. He's a priest actually. Mm -hmm. He talks very well. Mm -hmm and uh, Jim Rohn mm -hmm. and uh, sure. Ryan Tracy. So I do listen to, and I listen to Seven Habits of Highly. Successful people. Yeah, I listen to yeah. the podcast and you know, on YouTube, there's a lot available. Of course. I was going summaries. to ask you actually about your habits and routines because I believe to be successful, you need to follow, oh no, I don't want to say a rigid system, but there are some habits and routines that contribute to your success. It's either the mindset or skills development or, or, or. So what kind of habits and routines? Now I understand that you watch things that feeds your mind with good information. That's something. Sports, you walk. And what else habits and routines do you so, have? Um, yeah, I mean, very disciplined in my life. Mm. Um, I'm not sure um, I practice 100% perfect decision making. I would like to learn that and uh, follow my instincts and be very, very decisive, mm -hmm. but I try to drown the noise, but I do get carried away mm -hmm. by the noise. Yesterday, I was uh, having dinner with a friend at the Emirates Golf Club, mm -hmm. and one of the waitresses, she bought the food and she said, Mr. Johnny, I knew it's you because I saw the order and he says, yeah. okay, because every time you <laughs> come, <laughs> you order the yeah. same food. Mm -hmm. So I'm a creature mm -hmm. of habit. Mm -hmm. I eat the same food. For example, at the Capital Club, mm -hmm. I eat only the the tikas mm -hmm. and the samosa chat yeah. because I got satisfaction Done. from them. Yeah. So I'm going to stick to. So mm -hmm. if I go to Milos mm -hmm. in uh, Royal Atlantis, yeah. I order the same thing and yeah. they know. And the, it's, you know, it's actually also, it removes the decision making from your head. Yes. It, it puts on an automatic part and it's done. So every morning I need my, today I was invited to the Capital Club for an event hosted by my friend Joanne mm -hmm. at nine o'clock. And I said, no, I'll be at 11.30 because you have your, there is nothing I can learn there by meeting people in the morning. True. But if I break my discipline, if I break my habits, I will have a miserable day. True. So we should practice routines. We mm -hmm. should practice, uh, you know, certain discipline. habits. 100%. But I want to, honestly, I want to, I want to do one thing in the next one year. Yeah. 2024 mm -hmm. is around the corner. I want to be very focused and very, very disciplined. Mm -hmm. This time I want to write down all the resolutions mm -hmm. and I want to read them every, every Single morning day. and follow them. Mm -hmm. I think that will, you know, and mm -hmm. one of my targets is focusing on myself. Yeah on my own happiness, on my own well-being, because if I realize, I have realized that when I'm strong, I am capable of, of giving a lot. People and supporting people yeah. around. But if I'm weak, then I myself get of course, you can. in trouble and mm -hmm. I cannot 
distribute what I want to or you know mm-hmm. give so much to that's very to my loved ones absolutely. and to my True. friends and also I want to focus very much so I have three or four priorities mm-hmm. for next year but what okay from this is a personal yeah. goals what's going to be your professional goals let's say like I don't want to say like five years down the line it's a, a little bit long horizon but for the coming years so one of my um I want to um I was listening to a couple of uh, you know motivational speakers and some business gurus mm-hmm. and I want to focus on targets I want to write down KPIs for myself mm-hmm. among them is like rejuvenating the mm-hmm. Moscow business which is doing well despite of all the challenges mm-hmm. making the Dubai boutique successful mm-hmm. maybe opening try to open one more boutique here mm-hmm. although it's a big challenge mm-hmm. because locations are at a premium mm-hmm. and hard to get True. I mean I don't want to be in Emirates mall mm-hmm. uh, near so, some washroom true, somewhere true, true. so 100%. you know so so there are some personal business goals and uh, family goals and uh, I'm sure you're going to you achieve know, it I'm so sure you're going to achieve hopefully what God will, will God will give one more good years what will be I would say the um, the last message you want to leave the audience with and something from the heart and when when i say something from the heart you can look at this camera hmm. and well look i mean in these uh, very tricky times mm-hmm. um i think most important is to be yourself focus on your family focus on your strengths drown the noise don't follow too much of uh, you know don't get influenced by external events and uh, be strong mm-hmm. be respectful and be kind i love that and i'm sure uh, all the listeners uh, will have a big value from our conversation because it's really from the heart it's very authentic there is no barriers there is no fakeness but before we end this episode we have a ritual here all right so this ritual is it's all about what we call here the alpha talks memoir and the alpha talks memoir it's it's a memoir that the alpha guest has to do three things the first thing is he writes about writes about the experience that he had in the alpha talks podcast the second thing is he should write a question to the next alpha guest what whatever question you have in your mind mm-hmm. but it's a way of making the alpha guest talk to each other though they will not know that you wrote or the third one is to recommend somebody to be the next alpha guest you think that you will really add value to our audience okay okay so before we close the episode we need to do what answer the question from the previous alpha guest are you ready yes indeed so give me please three things three things oh my god three things that you didn't like in your host safe no that you i'm not going to answer that <laughs> I want this to be a successful <laughs> and I like everything about you so if no honestly if there is something you can tell me I'm very um, uh, flexible in taking uh, comments at you look I mean Because you are it, you yeah. are a very giving person mm-hmm. right and uh, I know your personal story also mm-hmm. we did talk about it sure. and uh, you know the positivity you radiate uh, and the aura you you radiate is mesmerizing so keep it up i appreciate it appreciate it brother it's really been an honor to have you today it's an amazing conversation it was one of the longest podcast we've ever did 
and at the same time the most enjoyable the time flew i didn't feel the time that we recorded that long so i really appreciate your time i know you're a busy businessman thank you for coming to us and i'm sure we're gonna have another sequel and this sequel could be even a podcast that we do in moscow ah that would be lovely yes at the Which terrace one? of the ritz Carlton oh with the view god. of the kremlin oh my god the gm oh is god. a very good friend you know, so i loved i miss novikov in uh, ritz Novikov first. Oh, downstairs, oh the god. Asian yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, inshallah, we will have many absolutely. opportunities there. Oh, absolutely. And uh, no, I mean, it has been totally an amazing experience. I mean, you are one of the most natural and welcoming hosts. So I wish you and your team thank you very a much. A lot of success. And I, I don't want to forget to thank Dave, yeah. our dear friend Dave Schrager. Yeah, exactly. From the Capital Club yeah. for introducing Each us. Other. True. I'll be grateful to him forever. Thank you, brother. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Love I appreciate you. love. That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born. They're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Safer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you exactly. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay alpha.